Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. How sweet it is to be loved by you. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios, with Jeff Calkins on today's show, presented by Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas, online at redrivertoyota.com. We're back with the Gabe Kuhn Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. Needed someone to understand my ups and downs. Jeff Calkins is columnist of the Daily Memphian, and also hosts the Jeff Calkins Show from 9 to 11 right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. He's on X at Jeff underscore Calkins. We're catching him after a tough night. So I'm just going to, off the top of this, just ask you, Jeff, how how are you? How are you? Uh, you know, in the end, I'm fine. It's a grim day to be a Bills fan. Uh, as I discussed on my show, sports is just like, it is painful, right? You know, as Tommy West was the great Tommy West would say, it is painful. And I do think that if you take my top four most miserable moments as a Bills fan and place them alongside any other fan base's top four, I could go pretty well, you know, I could go, uh, uh, you know, tooth and nail with anybody else. You'll start with Scott Norwood, wide right from 47 to win the Super Bowl. Then I think you got to go Music City Miracle. I'm not. This isn't in order, but the Music City Miracle when you have the game one against the Titans in the playoffs. Um, then you got 13 seconds when you got the Chiefs beat in yep. the playoffs, and they come back to beat you in 13 seconds. That was more painful than Music City Miracle, honestly, because um, because the Bills like really had a chance to win the Super Bowl that year. And then and then last night you had uh, it really doesn't honestly not as. It's not up there with the others, um, but home against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs and and uh, missed from 44 yards, another wide right. Although I'm pretty well convinced as a Bills fan that uh, the Chiefs were going to score at that point, even if you touch yeah. the Chiefs. Bills had not – the Bills forced one punt. Um, and there were two problems that I saw with, uh, you know, that that that, that – and sports talk radio, this is what they're talking about. One is obviously the defense. Um, you force one punt. Uh, a, a diminished Chiefs team hasn't looked that good offensively, it feels like, all year long. Now, some of that is mm-hmm. because you're playing A.J. Klein at linebacker, and he was on his couch two weeks ago, like your injuries. But you don't, you don't sack Mahomes once. You make him punt once. Like, that's a pathetic performance. At home, your defensive line is healthy, um, and you just – Put no pressure. Got gashed on the on the ground, etc. But then the other thing was, 
offensively, they just took the ball out of Josh's hands. Like they, they, the, the Bills had second and four or shorter 13 times. Now, that's when you would think Josh Allen would be able to be the most, do most damage, right? You got him, you got him, you're ahead of this, you had second and four or less 13 times. Ten of those times they ran the ball. Mm-hmm. And it's very clear they ran the ball because they didn't trust their defense, so they just wanted to keep the clock and, and move, you know. And, but you're playing not to lose at that point. Like, you're playing not to lose. So your two best offensive plays, do I sound worked up, by the way? Your two best offensive plays are Josh for 18 and Josh for 16 rushing, and you don't throw for more than 15. Mm-hmm. You don't, you'd honestly take many shots down the field. You a, a couple and a couple drops. Um, but so it's frustrating because you get a little bit in the same situation that honestly Tennessee basketball is kind of in a little bit or that Purdue is in or whatever, that like nothing matters until uh, if you're a hockey fan, the Toronto Maple Leafs, like nothing matters until you get to the playoffs again. Like you can go through all year and whatever else. And until you could beat the chiefs or get back to the FC championship game or get to the Super Bowl, it all feels kind of futile. And so it's not the greatest feeling ever, but life, life goes on. You know, in the end, I've said this a million times, Memphis Tiger basketball fans have had a great time over the course of their, you know, it means something to them. It, it, it has entertained and absorbed them, even though that team has never won a national title. And the same thing is true for Bills fans. You know, you just have to hold on to, like, moments like against Pittsburgh when you're everyone's sitting in a snowbank and Bills Mafia is being Bills Mafia. But it didn't help that, that you know, you had the whole Swift, Kelsey, nauseating <laughs> right. stuff with yes night either. Now everyone's tweeting out the cutest pictures of, of uh, Taylor Swift from, yeah, screw you. <laughs> I, I, I'm not even anti-Travis. I'm not even like an anti-Swifty. That's not me at all. Like, I, I, it right. bother me that she goes whatever. But when it's at the expense of your team and it's, you're just trying to It bothers it, you more. And everywhere on social media is, oh, look at the Kelseys being cute. Look at Taylor Swift being cute. At Buffalo's expense, I'm not interested. Anyway. Yeah. I, it, I, think, <laughs> I think it's a shame, though. In the end of the day, Josh Allen's career – uh, and we'll see what he does going forward and what the Bills do going forward. You're going to have to deal with some de- issues on the defensive side of the ball, the injuries, older guys. Uh, you're going to have to deal with Stephon Diggs, uh, who hadn't had a, hasn't had an 100-yard receiving game since week six against the Giants and their secondary. Um, but I do hate it for Josh Allen and the fact that I didn't, I didn't think he played overly bad last night. I, I thought he... he he, he played fine. He's a monster. He plays. He played well. Josh is tremendous. I mean, the notion that that I mean, truth of the matter is, if you give him Andy Reid, you know, yeah. I, 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 and then he may win a Super Bowl. He's only twenty seven years old. Um, yep. So who knows? Like they got, as you point out, they got a lot of challenges. They got Von Miller on the books for a huge cap hit, and he's washed, injured, etc. You got. Uh, Travis White on the books for a huge cap hit. You got Stephon Diggs on the books for a huge cap and hit. And Josh himself Josh, on Josh the a huge books. cap hit. Leonard Floyd is a one-year deal, so he's gone. Poyer and Hyde are both 33. Like, they got big challenges, and now you're picking very late in the draft. You're playing. It's going to be hard, but he's 27. He turns 28, I think, before next season. So, and if in the end, if at the end, you just go down in history as, you know, Dan Marino, you know, not because you don't play like Marino. You're, you're more like Elway. 
you know, you like Elway before he won the, his first Super Bowl, and he did finally win a Super Bowl, uh, I, and then he won another, right? I think didn't he win two? Did I just don't. I don't want the con- conversation about about him when he's done with his career to be well. Yeah, he was in. He was in. He was in the NFL well, at the same time and in the, in the AFC yeah. at the same time as Patrick Mahomes, and I feel like that's, that's where we're headed very quickly. Yes, that is where we're headed, and but there are worse things. You know, there, there are worse things. You could be the you know you could be the Raiders. You know, or whatever. Like, there's a lot of worse things. I mean, Josh is going to be a Hall of Famer. He's made a gazillion dollars. I hope he wins the Super Bowl because it would mean the Bills won the Super Bowl. <laughs> but, but, um, but uh, yeah, it 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 stinks um, that. Uh, and honestly, I, I've reached the point where, like, I have nothing against Kansas City. I think it's a good, hardworking Midwestern city. All of that stuff. But um, but after a while, I end up rooting against any team that's good that long, whether it's yep. you know whether it's the Patriots or whether it's Alabama football or whether you know whatever it is, I end, end up rooting against it. And now you're just we're just being over you know it's it, it is too much, Chiefs. So I'm going to struggle a little bit this week because do I root? I mean, I'm going to root for the Chiefs to lose, I suspect. But then. I'm rooting for Lamar to win, and I like Lamar. That's fine, but do I want another quarterback to get a Super Bowl from the same draft class as Josh <laughs> Allen that isn't Josh Allen? Oh, well, I mean, yeah, come but, on. Uh, you're, you're rooting interest. You have to sort these things out. I know. I mean, it's, it's obvious to me. I'm rooting for Detroit, the one team that is yes, most likely. That's the, the positive for the weekend. To, for you to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, I'm definitely. I mean, you know, I don't like Detroit like I love Buffalo, but Detroit's a great story. It's a good uh, Rust Belt city. And I also like, one of the things I like about, I mean, the, so much of it's counterintuitive. Like the Dan Campbell hire was ripped. And then even this past draft, I think we talked about it when it happened, they drafted a linebacker and a running back in the first round, and everyone ripped him. And then a safety and in, in day two. <laughs> Jameer Gibbs would not, if he, if he was not on that team, they might not have won yesterday. Yep. I think in terms of yards over expected, he was plus 31. Like, I know running backs, everyone says they're a dime a dozen, whatever else. The difference between David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs was massive yesterday. One has, you know, has electricity in his shoes and one did not. And it made a huge difference. Honestly, between them and the 49ers, I, I, you know, I I think we saw that running backs actually do have value. Um, People love to dismiss it, but, you know, absolutely critical to those the fortunes of those two teams. Yeah, the Lions are a great story. Now, I do there's a couple of things that that came up yesterday. One, I want to start with the Lions or the the Bucks down 8 going for 2 and then they throw the fade. We can t- the, the 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 play call was bad, whatever. But what do you think about that? I feel like every all the analytics crowd, Chris Collinsworth on the broadcast say that that's a good decision. I'm sorry having played on a field in situations like that, I'd rather take that point. I'd rather take the extra point and have a chance to go win in overtime and not put uh, all this pressure to go down the field and get a two-point conversion on my offense. I think, uh, you know, obviously this I can't prove this fully, but that last throw by Baker Mayfield, I think is part of it you could blame it on him pressing because he knows he has to go down the field 80-some-odd yards and then get a two-point conversion, and he throws it into traffic and it gets picked off. I think everybody sort of came to the defense of Todd Bowles um, in that moment. I, for one, don't understand that thought process. Um, I know what analytics tell us, um, and I know you know the percentages, but it does not take into account sort of the mental makeup of the guys on the field, and that's frustrating for me being a football guy. Yeah, 
Well, I can. I appreciate that perspective, and I totally, I totally get it. Um, and I can change. I can see why that might change the way you think about things if you're out there on the field. It was interesting because people basically just said, "Yeah, it's fine." Um, yeah. So um, I didn't in the moment. I didn't have a strong feeling about it um, one way or another. I think I mean, one of the other things that happened over the weekend was that both Baker Mayfield and obviously Jordan Love throw the late picks. Um, and Love's wasn't great, obviously. But right. they played so well and they were so much the reasons, you know, they were there. I had a hard time begrudging either of them. Right. Didn't you? Like, I mean, right. 100%. 100%. And also, I don't know if I had the expectation of them to go win either of those games. <laughs> That's part of it. That's true, too. <laughs> yeah. that, that, you're exactly right. That's true, too. I mean, it's kind of amazing when you think. The Packers dealt Rasul Douglas to the Bills at the trade deadline because they were out of it, right? That's why they did. Well, what do you do when you're done and you know you're not getting anything done that season? You finally take your valuable veteran players who you can flip something for if you're out of it. And so they do that to the Bills, you know, trade their best corner really to the Bills, and 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 then they make the run that they make. I mean, they, they got to feel – it is interesting. Just so much of this is expectations. It gets us to the Memphis Tigers, too. But so much of it is expectations is you don't feel bad today if you're in Green Bay, right? I don't mm. think you feel bad today if you're in Tampa. Um, you certainly don't feel bad if you're in Houston. You've yeah. got a quarterback this year. But honestly, all three of those franchises – I think found think they found their quarterback, right? So, so you're uh, saying your your fan base is the only one that needs to feel as as miserable the as they do one, today. Well, honestly, it's the, also it's the only home team that won't lost. Yes, right? so yes. It's, the, it's the only home team that lost, and it's the only team that lost over this weekend that wasn't that, that you know that, that hadn't accomplished something that they hadn't expected to accomplish. Mm-hmm. The Bills didn't accomplish anything this year. That they didn't expect to accomplish when the you know they fell short of their goals. Yeah, and, um, it's just a, they're at a different place in their trajectory. They just are. Now the Packers may get there. You know, there may be a time when Jordan Love it's a disappointment for him if he doesn't get to the NFC Championship game or to that fan base. But the fact that he's like looks like he's the guy going forward. What a great year for Green Bay. What mm-hmm. a great year. And the Tampa, my God, Baker Mayfield off the scrappy yep. is our guy now. That's a, what a great year. And, and what an unbelievable year for Houston mm-hmm. um, to have found their quarterback. Um, so, um, it's yeah, only the Bills are, um, are terribly disappointed. Now, the Chiefs-Bills, we I don't know what it is. Um, I guess it's uh, the most watched game, whatever they play in the playoffs. But uh, we always have – we find a way to make rule changes when it comes to the Chiefs versus Bills. We had the OT rule change because of Josh Allen a couple years ago. Now people are trying to change a rule of fumbling out of the end zone, being a touchback, going the other way. Michael Hardman fumbles out of the end zone, yeah. uh, touchback turnover. Jeremy Fowler reported not long after ESPN NFL Insider that the competition committee is going to look into it and likely change it, even though at this moment there's no proposed alternative I, I know people think it's too punitive, but we've played it this way for a long, long time. And I, I, I sort of default to Tom Brady here. I think it's a bad habit to just because something doesn't go our way, we change rules. We've done it with the defense consistently. And then also, um, with the 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. T-Rule, I think that, that, that in itself bothered me at least a tad bit, although I'm not against the new OT rule. But I don't know why we have to continue to change these things. Where are you at on that? I know there's a lot of people that want it changed and want it to stay in the offense's hands. Well, it's interesting. I don't think it's just because of, I mean, when was the, there, was the, there was a discussion about this fumbling in the end zone rule in the last month. I've seen it. When was it? Was it like this came up literally within the last month, mm-hmm. uh, people debating it again. And there is a general consensus that it's a dumb rule. I mean, you know, like you, 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 at the eight, you fumble out. If you're driving and you fumble out of bounds at the eight, you keep it at the eight. You get it at the eight, right? It's just why it is incredibly punitive. It is incredibly punitive. Um, I do kind of like your point, though. Like, it, it, it's been the rule for forever. People have lived with it. We've had lots of good football with it. Eh, you know, you, you, you know there's a higher priority to hang on to the damn ball in that situation. The, uh, we were always taught not to reach out the ball. It was a bad habit yeah. to reach out the ball at the, in the end zone. And also, uh, I think Andy Reid, you have Isaiah Pacheco, what do you go, 15 carries, 97 yards, and a TD. Why are you handing it to Michael Hardman, who had already fumbled in that game? He had two touches, right. two fumbles. I think you should be punished for that. I think that, you know. Uh, let's be honest. It, for the sake of the game last night, it was critical for the interest of that game. Huge, like became, huge. That was, the game was over if, obviously, they, they were, I mean, honestly, after the sake, you're like, come on, man. Bills are rolling, like, dead. It was dead. And, yes, all of a sudden the Bills had new life, and now he had more exciting moments and whatever else. It adds an element of drama. I, I don't. I don't feel the need to change it, although I do understand the logic if they do. It is extraordinarily punitive. Um, it is more punitive than any other non-recovered fumble. And so why are we making it so? I understand the logic point, but I do think there's something to be said. Hey, we've lived with this for forever. Why We can continue to live with it. Yes, and again, I just think it it, it is incentivizing Bad habits, like Tom Brady talked about in the middle of the year, throwing guy. I mean, he he was talking about right. you know the Gardner Minshew uh, throwing it to Michael Pittman Jr. and Demonte KZ coming up to hit him, and he got suspended for the rest of the year. Um, obviously, Steelers safety, um, but he was talking about like throwing throwing balls uh, to to his wide receivers, putting them in harm's way. But I just i I get tired of 
incentivizing bad football plays, right? And and, well, and yeah. alleviating well, yeah, bad yeah, yeah. football yeah, plays, yeah. protecting bad football plays. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 it's interesting. It is interesting that you, football guy, have focused on these two things. And well, because I, I mean, I think, it's war against tush push. We have war against everything in the NFL right. now because I mean, certain people feel a type of way about the end result. I just it's frustrating. And it's reactionary too. It's very reactionary, and I don't think that's how you should make rule changes. The the counter argument would be it would be the counter argument. I don't feel strongly about this, so I'm not going to like it. Be, I'm not going to be invested in the debate. The counter argument would be: Is it reactionary, or is it like constantly tinkering with the game to make it better? Like you see something that can be made better, you make <laughs> it. Oh, we can we can fix this. Is it reactionary? Let me ask you this: If you had a leak in your roof today. Uh, and water was coming. Right. Wouldn't you fix it? Yeah. It's reactionary. It's reactionary because you saw the, oh, my God, look at Gabe being reactionary again because the water's coming into his house. No. He said, you know what? I need to repair this roof. And, I'm going to fix it. And then and going away, uh, what? going right back to your point, though, uh, you made earlier, I, 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 without question, I think everybody would agree it made the game better last night. Yeah, that was part of the game. You can imagine circumstances where, if a team, let's say the Chiefs had been down, the Chiefs had been down by two touchdowns there, or had been down by you know whatever, down by ten, and they fumbled it away, then it would have made the game worse. So there's nothing intrinsic about the play that makes it better or worse. In certain, depending on the circumstances, it can add to the drama or decrease the drama. If it had been, yeah, if the, if the Chiefs had been losing and needed the touchdown, you know to set up a, you know, a, a furious last five minutes of action, then, then it would have cut the other way. As it happened last night, the fumble 100% made the game yeah. more interesting. And also, again, don't hand the ball off to Miko Hardman on an end around when you're on the three when you have a running back who's been absolutely torching right. the Bills' defense all night. But regardless, I'm moving off of that, and we have to get to Tigers yep. before I let you go. Tigers 15-4, and 4-2 and in conference. They lose their second straight game to Tulane over the weekend. The final possession plan, I don't know what that was. They sort of dribble around the perimeter for 10 seconds and hoist a three down by two. Don't really understand it. Um, the problems are real. We've talked about the chemistry issues, and Penny has talked about the chemistry issues. Now, what is your concern level going forward? I know that is just a basic question, but but honestly, they, they only dropped a 19 in the AP poll. Their metrics don't look that great. 51 in Ken Palm, 54 in net. They're going down in bracketologies all around the country right this second. What is your concern level about this team riding the ship? We've seen Penny do it in the past, uh, get everybody working in the same direction. But uh, it's seemingly taking a little bit of time here once they got to conference play. Well, it, it depends on, like, my concern level is very high, 7 or 8 out of 10, but also partly because, like, one of the things you'll hear, and I, I've tweeted it, is, well, and he's been here before, right, and he's figured it out. Well, he has. He's figured it out in terms of getting his team into the tournament as an 8 or 9 seed, right? That wasn't the goal. Right. So getting out of the eight nine game was the was the goal. Yeah. So like um, I, I I see that uh, you know various sites say they have a less than fifty percent chance of making the tournament. I think they'll make the tournament. I'm not that concerned about them making the tournament. Um, but the whole point was they were supposed to be you know uh, yeah they were supposed to be in the five line or the four line or the three line, and I'm very concerned about that now because they've you know. They, they, they've done what they've done. And then the other thing that I think is tricky is, like, 
what do you if you identify what is wrong with this team and therefore what needs fixing i think those things are tricky like okay so one thing that needs fixing is the defense defense has fallen off a cliff they've been atrocious defensively i and 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 the problem with fixing that is they don't have players who like to guard you know what i mean like like i don't think they have players who are wired to be stoppers and so I think, therefore, I think that's harder. Um, in terms of the chemistry issues, well, now you've got the issue. You added Jordan Brown, so you got the bigs to sort out. That's kind of complicated. But then another problem with this team, I think, that's just complicated is that David Jones is very clearly their best player, best scorer, got 32s, you know, whatever. He also got zero assists. <laughs> and so, so, like, I don't – and I don't know that everyone on that team loves it. You know what I mean? So – like, it, 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 once upon a time, when the problem was Amani Bates, you could say, Amani Bates, go away. And then that's how you fix the chemistry issue, right? How do you fix whatever the chemistry issues are that you think there are, if Penny thinks there are on this team, how do you fix those? Are those susceptible to being fixed easily? And I would say both the defense and the chemistry issues on this team, I think, seem like they're not easy fixes. Not putting it out, you know, Penny, again, he has done it before. He's got a week to work on it before UAB. But I think those are both complicated things to sort of figure out and will be a challenge for Penny. Yeah, and now you add Jaquan Walton with a hip injury and Jordan Brown being added back into the fold. So there's other things that are that well, are on his plate. Jaquan Walton, I mean, I know a lot of people complain about, you know, how much run Jaden Hardaway got yesterday. Um, you know, part of the problem was, and I'm not – I've been at various points critical of Penny and his lineups and his desire to play everybody and all of that when it seems to take some of the momentum away from a game. But once you lose Caleb Mills and then Jaquan Walton, like, who's he going to play? You know, he's got to mm-hmm. play someone, you know, and he's playing Sharnfont. Like, who do you want him to play? Um, do you want him to play uh, one of the two Hardaways? Do you, oh, he's got to play somebody. And so um, – so I was a little less critical of that. Now, he took the second most shots yesterday to Jaden Hardaway. He took seven. Um, David Jones took 24. Um, Jaden Hardaway took seven. Seven's not that many shots, honestly. And then, a, you know, uh, but Quinterly took six yesterday. So that was weird. Quinterly's sort of disappearing act, and that makes you think, huh, was NATO on to something? Like, I, I just think there's a lot of stuff going on. Obviously, they're not doomed. It's not over or any of that. But I would say it's a very, it's a very unexpected uh, ice patch. Let's just say that. Don't yep. you think? Like I did not see this. I, this I did not. Ice. I did not see this coming. You well, know? after after the first couple of games in conference, I saw a loss coming. Not two in a row. Not two in a row. The way they just have quad three even, and then quad two in a row. What we were doing was saying, oh, they're playing down to their opposition. Oh, they after their non-conference schedule was right. so tough. They highly yeah. expected. We were making excuses for them, thinking them that they're dramatically better than everybody in conference. Well, maybe it turned out like right. they're not. Yep. I think that's fair. I think that is very, very fair. But we'll see. We'll see if they can right the ship. Jeff, I appreciate yeah, it, man. We'll do it again tomorrow. That's Jeff Calkins at Jeff underscore Calkins on X. Daily Memphian columnist. Also, Jeff Calkins show 9 to 11 right here on 92.9 FM ESP. And that Tigers game, though, two things that really po- I, I, I want to point out, because Connor and I talked about them even after that uh, that that game against South Florida and the way that ended. Um, two things that really just bother the hell out of me. 
One, the final possession plan in the South Florida game was not good. You just threw it into uh, Javon Quinterly and had him go up and try to take a three to go win the game. Um, and that was not going to work out how it had. He, he, I don't know if all the luck has ran out. It was close, but it was uh, uh, not there. I know Penny tried to take the timeout, but there was no real plan in this in this Tulane game. The final possession plan was just dribble around the perimeter for 10 seconds and and sort of throw up a three. When you're down by two, nothing was drawn up. And I just don't understand in a, in a situation like that when you've already lost one, when you when you know that you have to have that game, um, seemingly, I know they stayed in the AP poll, to stay in the AP poll, to keep your, uh, your um, prospects of getting a top five seed, to not have a plan drawn up at the end of that game was, was very frustrating. And then also something that you've been talking about for a long, long time, Connor, so far this year, out-of-bounds defense. What is going on? With about 2.22 left, Tulane gets the ball out of bounds at 75-74 Tigers. Jalen Forbes tosses it in from out of bounds. Sion James is wide open in the corner. He had killed you all day from the three-point line. He knocks down a three to take a two-point lead. There's just certain things about this team where, yeah, you can talk about the chemistry that the team has in general, but there's got to be some way for that staff and for Penny to be able to put them in better positions in those types of situations. What's your plan uh, when you have when you have some time to talk about it on the final possession, and what's your plan when you have some time to talk about an out-of-bounds defense play? Those things have continually bit them in the butt. Yeah, and that's why, you know, this Tigers team, they've been, they've been dying by paper cuts the last few weeks. You know, eventually it caught up to them in these two losses, and they finally bled out, but it's been it, and once again, 14 turnovers, 12 assists. Yep. That just can't happen. You're not going to win a basketball game when you have more turnovers than you do assists. And I thought that Jeff t- touched on it there. David Jones is amazing offensively, but you can't just throw him the basketball and say go get a bucket over and over and over and over again because it gets the rest of the offense cold. They freeze. They stop moving, and that's what you see. That's what we've they seen toward the end of the game They get uncomfortable and stagnant, too, yes. by the end of the game when they need someone else to go get a bucket. Right, and that's why, you know, Penny's post-game comments, at some point, you got to stop saying it's all on the kids. You know, I, you know, at some point you have to be like, hey, maybe my game plan isn't 100% sound, and it's not just about them executing. Yep, for sure. Uh, but now you also add Jaquan Walton and a potential injury to his hip and Jordan Brown coming back. We'll see how many minutes he gets, but um, it's going to be an adventure going forward. We've seen Penny right the ship uh, when they get yeah. into these low points of the season. I have hope that he can do it again, but it's just it, 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 it's different because the expectations are different. Before it was just get to the tournament. Now it's get out of that 8-9 game. Can he do that as the season progresses? Now, Oxbow is a family-owned and operated retail store in Memphis that's been making waves for over a decade. Make sure you get to 964 June Road, conveniently placed off Poplar on June Road behind the Amico Station, two-story storefront. Go pet A-list celebrity Earl the dog in there. Uh, the, the staff in there is going to be friendly, kind. They'll show you whatever you need. And what do they have in there? They have great clothing, um, first and foremost, for your favorite teams. Tigers, Grizzlies, Alabama, Tennessee, Arkansas, you name it, they have it, and they have it in the best brands. They have Free Fly, Fair Harbor, Genteel, Duckhead, Mizzen, and Maine. Um, they also have hunting and outdoor essentials at 964 June Road, off Poplar on June Road, behind the Amico Station. And they have uh, sports memorabilia, vintage vinyl. They have your game day essentials if you're a big tailgater. They have uh, cups, koozies, tumblers coolers, whatever you want, they have. And you can find all of it, not just at 964 June Road. You can go online as well. Shopoxbow.com is where you can find them online. And when you go online, I try to give back. I can give you a discount 
when you go to shopoxbow.com and you go to check out, use my promo code, The Gabe Show, all caps, no spaces, The Gabe Show, and you'll get 20% off your online order at shopoxbow.com. But whether you're going online or in store at 964 June Road, remember that you should shop local, shop Oxbow. Now we have to take a trip around the National Football League. So uh, let's go ahead and grab a break. We'll do that next. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Kuhn Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. All right, let's go ahead and do it. It's time to take a trip around the National Football League, brought to you by Longshot. The Detroit Lions. Now, uh, some generational, I mean generational ring chasing is going on right now. Zach Ertz, of course, was dropped by the Cardinals. Um, at the end of the season this year. He's been picked up. He has been signed to a practice squad. It looks like he will be elevated, though, um, for the NFC Championship game. Zach Ertz is signed with the Lions. Now, I don't know if the Lions are going to get through the 49ers. There's definitely that possibility. But Zach Ertz wants to give himself a shot now that he's slowed down and he may be out of the league soon to go win a Super Bowl. Hey, if the Lions are able to do this and Zach Ertz is part of it, he gets his ring. But it is some generational is it, ring chasing. Is it fair to call it ring chasing, though, when he's already won a ring? Well, I he's think He's got a ring. So you can chase another one. Everybody talks about, and Travis Kelsey's talked about this as well, when you win the first one, that second one's sweeter. When you get that second one, that third one, you won even more than you ever have before. So, Zach Ertz, this is ring chasing. Cut to Jason 100%. Kelsey losing his ring in his house. <laughs> <laughs> but 100% this is ring chasing. But Zach Ertz, we'll see what he can do. They already have a good tight end in Sam Laporta, so I don't know how much he's going to play, and I don't know how quickly he can learn the offense, but he could be of use to them as a pass-catching tight end. The Philadelphia Eagles. Now, a few things to get to here. One, the Eagles have fired their D.C. Sean Desai. Now, uh, he did not do that well this year, but when he got replaced late in the season by Matt Patricia, you knew it was over. You knew he was going to get fired. Matt Patricia calling defensive plays when Darius Slay is part of that defense. We know Darius Slay and him have a really rough and tumble, bad relationship from the days that they spent with the Lions. Now, the Eagles are bringing in Ron Rivera, who's recently fired by the Commanders, to interview for the position. I think that would be a decent hire as long as Ron Rivera is very willing to be a DC, and it seems like that is the case. Now, also, Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni are holding an end-of-the-season press conference together on Wednesday, and everything, according to Adam Schefter, is pointing to Nick Sirianni being back. Now, within that report that I heard from Adam Schefter, it seems like that leash will be substantially shorter, as it should be. Has he done well? Has he made it to the Super Bowl? Yes, he didn't win the Super Bowl, and then there was a fall-off this year, so that definitely makes that leash shorter, but um, looks like Nick Sirianni will at least be there going into next year. The Los Angeles Chargers. Jim Harbaugh, second interview with the Chargers? I don't know a lot of second interviewers that don't get jobs, that don't jump at the opportunity. After the first interview, you know if you want it. And after the second interview, usually both sides know that they want it. So I feel like this is going to end with Jim Harbaugh as the head coach of the Chargers. Now, they have interest in other guys. They've interviewed Mike Vrabel. They've been around the block. They've tried to sort of see what they have. They have their their Rooney Rule interviews completely behind them. But it feels like Jim Harbaugh is headed to the Chargers. Second interview sometime this week. I wonder if we get a, uh, a news drop by the end of the week. The Kansas City Chiefs. This is the final thing I want to talk about because Michelle Tafoya, who's formerly a sideline reporter for NBC Sports, now she does it by herself. She's a freelance. She's a little wild with some of her tweets, and she uh, she has gotten into politics a whole lot more in her uh, in her retired career. But regardless, she was talking to uh, 
uh, somebody in New York. She was doing a radio hit in New York last week, and they were asking about you know Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs. And she says she thinks that Travis Kelsey could potentially retire after this year. And I, I think it's possible. He slowed down a st- substantial amount. I still think he has more to give, just like his brother, Jason. But Jason seems like he's going to retire after this year. But I thought that was interesting that she just threw it out there very casually. Now, she says it's speculation. She can't give up her sources on, on you know, who's been in her, in her ear about Travis Kelsey moving off into the sunset. But she did sort of mention Travis is sitting back doing a podcast with his brother every single week, and he's watching his brother go off and retire and maybe that could facilitate him thinking very similarly. They talk a lot. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how this uh, how this season goes off uh, for the Chiefs. Um, if they win the AFC Championship, if they lose, maybe they'll have a little more hunger if they lose to the Ravens coming up this weekend and play for another season. But we all know that we're coming up on the end. He's in his 30s. He has had a production drop-off, and you definitely should be uh, wondering if he's going to stay around for much longer. Now, if you've been watching the NFL playoffs from the sidelines, there's still time to get in on, uh, get in the game with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers bet this Sunday's conference championship games with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. FanDuel has so many ways for you to pick up a W, and you can get started with that $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. You just visit FanDuel.com slash Gabe K. That is my promo code, G-A-B-E-K. Again, G-A-B-E-K. To join today. That's FanDuel.com slash G-A-B-E-K. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL and 92.9 ESPN. You must be 21 plus and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. If you have a gambling problem, call Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-9789. Now, small talk is going to be on the way. And while all of us were watching the divisional round, while all of us were watching the Tigers lose two straight, while all of us were watching the Chicago Bulls dismantle our Memphis Grizzlies, there was some history made in golf. And I want to mention that next. We talk ball every weekday from 4 till 7 p.m. Except right now. It's time for Big Man Small Talk on 92.9's Gabe Kuhn Show. And Small Talk is brought to you by Conway Services, reputable service available seven days a week. Now, we had a lot going on this weekend, and I don't think anybody was paying attention to the American Express. Some people were, um, but not most people in this country. We had NFL divisional round playoffs, and we know the NFL owns everything. And then we also had the Tigers in this city, and we had the Grizzlies as well. But while uh, we were watching all of that happen, Nick Dunlap won the American Express. Who's Nick Dunlap? He's a sophomore at the University of Alabama, a sophomore at the University of Alabama, he became the first amateur to win on tour since 1991. It's been 33 years. The last one to do it was Phil Mickelson. Um, he's the youngest amateur to win since 1910 at 20 years old. Um, but I, I do. It's interesting to me to like see a guy win in this position to make history as an amateur to be able to do it after so many years on tour. But he won't receive winner's prize money. It's a $1.5 million prize. He's not able to receive it because he is an amateur. Now, the other things that will happen to him, he will move to number 68 in the official world golf rankings, which is very high for a guy of his age as an amateur. Uh, He receives a master's invite, pro or not. Um, He will be exempt on the PGA Tour through 2026, and he has access to uh, uh, signature events as soon as he turns pro. So a big shout-out to Nick Dunlap, for being able to uh, accomplish what he accomplished this weekend, I think he shot a 60 one of the rounds, 
But it's sad to me he can't he can't take the money. Give him his money. Put let's, it in a trust at least. Let's let's figure this thing out. I feel like he should be able to uh, go ahead and receive that money. Also, over the weekend, a little bit off of the beaten path, uh, Tara Vanderveer, who's been the coach at Stanford for a long, long time, long, long time, she became the all-time winningest coach in college basketball history. She has the three. T- she's a three-time national championship. Uh, winner at Stanford. Um, she's won a, uh, a Coach of the Year five times, Pac-12, Pac-10, Coach of the Year ten times. But she has 1,203 wins. She passed Coach K over the weekend. So we give a little tip of the cap. Tip of the cap to Nick Dunlap and to Tara Vanderveer for what they were able to accomplish over the weekend. Two different ages, but still fun to see people accomplish things like that in their lifetime. Now, we have... Um, to go ahead and pass you off here in just a moment. And uh, we're going to pass you off to a Grizzlies team who's coming off a nasty loss against the Bulls. But Gary Darby's going to take over in just a second as we pass you off to the Grizzlies at the Raptors. Uh, tip will be at 630. WMFS FM and HD1 Bartlett. WMFS Memphis celebrating a legacy of sports as the flagship home of the Memphis Grizzlies and Tigers Talk. Always live on the Odyssey app and on smart speakers say play 92.9 ESPN. Kelly Blue Book is the one-stop shop for pricing, fixing, selling, and instant cash offering. Instant cash offer is exactly what it sounds like. An official offer to buy or trade your car. Woo-hoo! Just enter your VIN or license plate. Answer a few questions about your car's history and what kind of condition it's in. In minutes, you'll receive an offer to sell or trade your car that you can be sure is fair. Then choose a dealer to purchase your car and schedule a time to meet. For all of the it's, kbb.com. At Genesis Memphis Covington Pike, it's time to define luxury in a new way. At every turn, you'll find audacious design, state-of-the-art technology, and exceptional hospitality. We are dedicated to crafting the world's best vehicles, matched by an extraordinary sales-to-service experience for our owners. Prepare to be noticed in the 2023 Genesis G70. This sporty sedan is a force to be seen. We'd love you to explore the 2023 Genesis GV70 with a class-leading 300-horsepower engine or the available 375-horsepower twin-turbo V6 for terrains from concrete jungles to mountain roads. It's a new beginning for a new generation. Genesis Memphis Covington Pike, 1870 Covington Pike, or visit us online at memphisgenesis.com. Estimated horsepower based on premium fuel ratings. Use of regular fuel will result in reduced horsepower. See dealer for complete details. Dealer stock only. Hey, y'all. It's the Mid-South Sports Boat Show, January 26th through the 28th at the Agri-Center. Come buy your new boat and make some memories at the lake this summer with family and friends. Premier dealers showcasing the newest ski boats, pontoons, fishing boats with huge show specials. Enter your chance to win daily door prizes. It's all at the Mid-South Sports Boat Show, January 26th through the 28th. For more info, go to MemphisBoatShow.com. That's MemphisBoatShow.com. At the Agri-Center. In the heart of Memphis, there's a culinary gym that's been serving up unforgettable moments for over 33 years. It's a place where the food of New Orleans meets the heart of Memphis, and its name is Owen Brennan's. Owen Brennan's has always been locally owned and operated by the Baker family, who have deep roots in this city and a commitment to giving back to the community that has embraced them. Experience Owen Brennan's for lunch, dinner, brunch, and private parties. Owen Brennan's, it's not just a restaurant. It is a Memphis institution. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. 
If you're happy and you know it, then your face will surely show it. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. The following Grizzlies broadcast is brought to you by The Heat Check, a podcast hosted by me, Trista Crick. If you love the drama in the NBA, that's why I'm here, and I'm going to give you those storylines unfiltered. So follow Heat Check on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.